your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Tuesday, May 11th edition of Locked On Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can follow the national show, Locked On NHL, anywhere you listen to podcasts and their Twitter page. Locked on NHL pods. And today's episode is brought to you by the Crosscheck NHL show. We've got a new podcast that will help you get hockey smart. The Crosscheck podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So we're going to get right into it. I had Tom McLean and Jake Winans join the show. Those two are the co-hosts of the Panther Parkway podcast that you can find anywhere. Also, you listen to podcasts. They joined me on this episode of Locked on Panthers to talk about the Florida Panthers getting home ice. So let's get into our conversation with Tom McLean and Jake Winans. All right, let's talk about tonight. Or nothing win. I said on the Monday episode of Locked on Panthers that after the Florida Panthers got their two regulation points against the Tampa Bay Lightning, that there's so much emphasis and so much importance for the Florida Panthers to get home ice. It's more important, it means more to the Panthers than it does to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Because this team has been there before. This the Florida Panthers are still, you know, pretty inexperienced team. That's just the truth of this team. And they're trying to get over that hump and they they have a first round playoff series against this the defending champ. And look look at the performance they came out tonight with. And I know the Tampa Bay Lights are injured right now and they're having a hard time being a little hobbled, but you know. You got to give credit to the Florida Panthers. They found a way to take advantage of those injuries, and injuries are part of the game. So that's just reality. No Stamkos, no Kucherov, but Florida Panthers. You, you got to give them credit for not backing down, even though this is the Stanley Cup champions as the opposition. Absolutely, and I wanted to run with one of the things that you said just now, and something that uh, Jake mentioned earlier. One of the one of the things that's a little bit I don't know if it's super well known, but when you're the home team, you get to make the final change. So when mm-hmm. you're when your coaching right. staff sees the uh, the lineup that's out there, you get to make that final change. So you have the ability to make sure that a Yandel is a little bit maybe more protected, or uh, you know maybe you're you're going to put your second or your third D, D pair out there normally, and you see the stronger guy, then you can realign and set your uh, your lines up. So that is a huge advantage, believe it or not. Maybe it's not the the biggest advantage. Obviously, the biggest one would be the uh, the hometown crowd, which we've been killing it this year in the uh, 
in the oh, NHL. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's one of the little, the little minor things I wanted to bring up there. Yeah, and th- this was a game where just you, you don't have Bennett day to day. Hornquist has been out for a little bit now, and at, at first we were talking how it, oh, it's just a maintenance day. They rested him during the Columbus series, the back to back, but then he still hasn't been back. Been mostly before his injury being on the third line with Wenberg and Toronto. So now we don't even know if he is going to suit up for game one of the playoffs. And Huberdeau in this one, let's talk about that one. Huberdeau was a late scratch in this one, just 10 minutes before the game. But Coach Q did said in the presser that Jonathan Huberdeau is all right. Suffered a little bit of a cold, but it's not COVID-related. And, oh. and let, let's also talk about the Panthers and COVID. I know, I know we're going through this global pandemic, but the Florida Panthers, when it comes to their COVID luck, knock on wood, uh, they've been very fortunate this year that they haven't had a, an outbreak this year. The only one that really went on the COVID list this year was Anthony Duclair, and that was for one game. So they, the Florida Panthers have had a lot of luck with COVID. I want to say that they're probably all vaccinated too. So, uh, plus, By I mean, now I would think, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I will say they, they, they were. I was just watching the uh, post game here, and they were talking. It was one of the, uh, I don't know, one of the. What do they call that? The Panther. Um, uh, oh shoot! After midnight, after the Panthers or whatever it is, they were talking yeah, about their, the inside the Panthers. Their cleaning protocols, so that they really took it mm-hmm. serious. And and I will say, when we were at the game, we were. On Monday, one of the ladies came up, and we were we were asking them, or I asked them, I asked her ladies, like, are people giving you kind of a hard time about the mask? And she said, yes. So I kind of made a made a cracked a little joke with her, but it, it's you know it's serious. And but I will say that they've taken a very uh, like a, almost like a lead wide league lead in this uh, approach to their cleaning and and their safety. So maybe that has helped out with uh with what you're talking about that we've been a little bit uh, lucky, if you will, but lucky because we've been prepared. Yeah, definitely. Um, you, you were, you're talking about, uh, just, I think that that speaks to the, the preparation put into the season, uh, not just, not just the players, but also the staff. And when, when those kind of things add up, looking back on it now that we can, we can say the regular season's over, it's just, it, it was just a perfect storm and it came together and, and helped them. I, I think a lot of, a lot of that went into the success the Panthers had this season. And, um, yeah, you were, you were just talking about the, the home ice advantage. Uh, Armando, you were saying that it, it means a lot to the Panthers, maybe not as much to the Lightning because they feel confident winning wherever. But it is it is a big deal for the Panthers, and it's clear they fed off of the home crowd all year. I have it right here in front of me. Their home record this season, they finished with a home record of nineteen five and three. Wow, that, that is an excellent home record. Uh, so so it's clear the Panthers have have some gain an advantage at home that the fans, and now we're moving up to fifty percent capacity. So, uh, or forty nine percent capacity. So, um, again, that speaks to the preparation and the, the maybe the little bit of luck with COVID. But yeah, having that home ice advantage, having a bigger crowd, uh, having that confidence to, of beating Tampa back to back. Also, Lightning head into the playoffs on a three game losing streak. The Panthers head in on a six game winning streak. So, there's a lot. There's a lot in the Panthers' favor heading in right now. Um, but it is important to take advantage of that home ice because nothing is worse than dropping a game or two at home and then having to have the pressure on you on the road. So hopefully they take advantage of that since they, they earn that, that prize of having home ice. And I would love to see a game seven at BB&T Center. I just want to put that out there. 
Yeah, that would be fantastic. I'd like just to that see a awesome. game four sweep, to be honest with you. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> Although that would be, that nice. would be in Tampa, I think. Is it, is it a 2-2-1-1-1? Two, yep. two, one, one, one? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. That would be in Tampa. Yeah. And the Florida Panthers, they brought back quite a few bodies today. And Chris Krieger, who has been through some lower body injuries as of late, came back for one game and then got hurt again. Carver Hagee, his first game in almost a month. He's back to the lineup, and he scored a goal in this one. So, And before he went down, he was leading the Florida Panthers in plus-minus by, like, five or six. So his impact on the team is really important. So, it was, it yeah. was up there by, like, into the 20s. I will say that Uyghur probably surpassed him because I think Uyghur's up at, like, 26 positive, yeah. which when you start to think about that, guys, that's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, especially with, with him leading all defensemen and even strength scoring. He added to that today with the goal. Uh, and Verhage, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Armando, but I think Verhage is still, uh, he's still among the leading scorers in the league and even strength scoring as well, right? I don't have that stat on the top, uh, right in front of me, but I believe you're right. So I think he has, I think he has more goals than Patrick Lane. Yeah. Weirdly so. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, for Hagee, all all of his points except for maybe two all season have been even strength. I think he had one power play goal and one shorthanded goal, and the rest. I think that, yes, that was yeah, that was against the Dallas, Dallas game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, you know. I I think that um, yeah, you, you mentioned getting some bodies back tonight, and funny enough, the three stars of the game we had uh, for Hagee, Lamico, and Drieger, they had all been out. Lamico had been a healthy scratch. Verhage had been out with an injury, and Drieger had been out with an injury. The three stars are guys that just now got put back into the lineup. So that speaks to the depth that Tom was talking about and, and getting healthy, like you were saying. Stonks, memes, rocket ships. Day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index fund personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can be more than the cover of the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Get your first 5000 managed for free for life. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today now back to my conversation with tom mclean and jake winans from panther parkway.com 
Coach Cruz also got to make some hard decisions when more bodies start to come back. When Sam Bennett is, I mean, who is day to day, I I don't think it's serious for Sam Bennett at all. John Huberdeau was not playing. Okay, when those guys get inserted, don't know the timeline on Patrick Morris when he comes back. So somebody's gonna, there's gonna be some hard decisions to be made for Coach Q heading to Game One, but you got to wonder, like a month or two ago, Chris Trigger wasn't in, but he, there was a stretch where Bob was starting a few games, and then Chris Trigger plays his first game in over almost two weeks against Nashville on a Saturday, and he gets a shutout, a 2 nothing shutout on a Saturday afternoon. And then it happens again this time around. And I'm starting to think, and I asked the question on the Twitter page, who should start game one, Trigger? Bobrovsky or Knight? Like, what do you guys think? I'm going to let Tom take this one first. Uh, I want to hear what Tom has to say on this. <laughs> well, I like to look at it as this. <laughs> if I'm going racing and I have a $10 million race car and I got a $500 race car, I'm taking the $10 million race car because that's what I put, you know, that's what I have uh, basically, uh, what's it called? I've uh, centerpieced my organization around that. He is clearly the leading uh, salary getter. So, Let's see what you can do. You, I want to see the Bob that shut out the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning a couple years back. Yeah, um, I was. I would say the same thing. Um, I think, I think naturally Bob or whoever starts Game One is going to have a short leash, um, and and rightfully so. If there's a bad game, it's good to have a, a a second starting goalie that can step in and hopefully rebound. But if I were the one calling the shots, I'm putting Bobrovsky in net for Game One. He's got the playoff experience. He's, he's the man who swept the lightning out of the playoffs a couple of years ago, and that, that's what got him his big contract. So I, I want to see what he can do. I want to see if, if he's going to show up and perform like, like a $10 million goalie in the playoffs. I think you start him game one. I was stuck on this one, and I was going back and forth with who, who I should go with. Should I not? And even in some of the high-scoring games the Panthers had, Bob would let uh, in four goals, and and some of the high scoring games that even the Pan- the the Panthers would have with Trigger in, he wouldn't allow it. So it's like, what's gonna? And I think back to the second Chicago game where the Florida Panthers were just supposed to break away from this game, and Robowski allows a few goals for for Chicago to let them in it in the end at least when it should have been over so i i want to say trigger i i don't know why i i i just feel i just feel more confident in trigger starting but if if bobrovsky does get game one start jacob stole the words right out of my mouth he's gonna get a short lead because coach two knows that he has three capable goalies that can that can play in on, on the stage. I don't know if Spencer Knight's ready, but but I, I think I think if you were to put him out there too, he'd find a way. But I, I say Drieger. I say I I want to say Drieger. This this series is so crucially important to this organization. You have no idea. I mean they, you, these fans have been yeah. waiting patiently for so long. And I do love Knight and I love his accomplishments, but unfortunately we're going to have to let the old guys take care of this one. So, uh, and, I agree. And, and going back to one of your points about, um, Bob, 
in, in the short leash. If you remember right, in his their series against Tampa a couple of years back, they went down 3-0 to zero in the first game and actually came back and won that game. That was the first game of their uh, their four-game sweep. So had they pulled the, the, you know, done the old short leash on him, they, you know, they may not have won that game. You never know. So he came back with a fury in that game and actually it spurred their whole entire team for the, the, the you know, the remaining three games. So I don't know. You got to be a little bit careful, but I, you know, he's a professional goalie and he's, you know, he's quite accomplished, quite good. And he just needs to step up and the D needs to step up and do the right thing and play as a tandem and play as a unit. I think on one of our previous podcasts, um, Jake, we talked about it. it's team defense. It's not defense defense. Right. It's not goalie Especially defense. Especially since Ekblad has gone down, it's right. been all about team defense. And if you watch tonight, if you if you know when you have a four nothing shutout on a team that has a guy like Braden Point who is a stud out there, uh, that is team defense. If you notice, your your forwards are always coming back and picking up any any rebound or any loose puck in the high slot. That's a that's a sign of good quality you know, good puck moving and, and good feet moving team defense. And that's that's what we're going to need in order for Bob to uh, stay between those pipes. Yeah, and I want to make a quick point on the goalie situation. Um, it's it's a really good problem to have because, Absolutely. like you said, if if he does, if Bob gets off to a slow start, you have the option to either stick with him, let him work through it because he's shown that he can do that. Or if you decide to pull him and, and let Drieger take the reins at that point, you may have yourself a, a situation like um, – Washington a couple years ago when they won their cup, Grubauer actually got the the first two starts in that in those playoffs yep. against Columbus. Lost both of those games. Too. Yep, and they turned to Holtby and then never looked back, and they ended up winning the cup. And Holtby made the biggest save of the entire entire year in that in that series. So that's a good problem to have. And I feel better about our goalie situation. You can call me crazy for this, but I feel better about our goalie situation than Tampa's going in because. You're a Tampa fan. You've got to be a little nervous that Vasilevsky has given up nine in the last two games, and one particularly ugly one uh, with Lamico tonight. His backup is Curtis McElhaney, who's goals who has a goals against that's probably through the roof right now. He's been awful this season. So they think, don't have anyone to turn to. I think he and, gave. And I we think kind of do. I think he gave up five to Dallas too, didn't he? Or four to Dallas before that? He gives up four or five <laughs> every time he puts on pat. Oof. <laughs> it's so, not good. Yeah. Hey, hey! I don't know if this is a proper time to ask it, but I want to make sure I get in here. But um, I asked our group, you know, what if they had any questions for us. And one of them, which is Joey, asked, should Denisico see playoff time? I'm going to say yes. And uh, put him in place of maybe Lombard on the fourth line. Because Hornquist is going to come back, hopefully. And you need that playoff experience with Patrick, Patrick Hornquist. Uh, maybe you could put Atari at center, at center, fourth line, and maybe maybe put maybe slot slot Semisenko on the on the fourth line. What do you think, Jacob? Uh, for me, uh, I don't think he should start. I don't think he should start in like game one of the playoffs. I think I think he will see playoff time. I, I do, um, especially if we if we do get out of the first round and we do make a run. Uh, everyone knows. In the playoffs, you have bodies in and out of the lineup all the time, especially mm-hmm. depth pieces, either for matchup reasons or uh, you get someone who's on a little streak or someone who's gone cold, and obviously injuries as well. Playoffs are a physical game, so I think he will see playoff time. Uh, I don't know if you start him right away, but um, that guy, he's got heart for for a rookie. Uh, I love I loved his game tonight. Uh, he didn't get on the score sheet, but 
there was one play in particular that stood out to me with him. Uh, Panthers are up 4-0, about two minutes left. And I think it's Chernak winds up for a huge slapper. And Denisenko threw himself right in front of it and ate, ate that slap shot right off the inside of the leg and limps to the bench. And that, that earns you, I would imagine that gets you a lot of respect in the locker room. When you're up 4-0, two minutes left, and you throw yourself in front of a slapper, that's not going to change the outcome of the game. That's, that's something good to see. And I think he's got, he's got the mentality that you need in the playoffs. Uh, he might not be big enough. He might not have the experience yet. But I think he's going to find his way into the lineup. He and Heponi, I mean, have, have really, shown, uh, their, their, uh, really shown their billing as top prospects the, the past few weeks. I agree with you. I, I like them as a packaged pair on that on that fourth line with with uh, Achari. Believe believe it or not, in that one play that you just talked about, in my opinion, earns uh, Denny some some uh, some playoff time. Like you said, maybe maybe not a start, maybe one of the the uh, you know third, fourth, or fifth games, but definitely get him into the playoffs because he has. I think he's earned his stripes. Agreed. Yeah, and. I, I believe if it's not if it's not game five or game four, it'll be game three. So, Nick, it's funny because Nick also asked a question about Bob or Greek, but we already I didn't even see the message until now. But yeah. I uh, prematurely asked that one, but also give credit to Nick for also asking that question. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Winder often pointless or seemingly intimidating, questioning, and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computers, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. The NBA and the NHL are in their stretch runs right before the postseason begins. Get all the latest news and odds and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. 
head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code locked on. Now back to my conversation with Tom McLean and Jake Winans from PantherParkway.com. The schedule's not out yet, but we know game one is going to be in Sunrise, Florida. For the Panthers and the Lightning, in order in order to advance, what needs to happen? What needs to happen? Um, well, that's a that's a big question. I think I already answered it. it it's team defense, and, and you got to take a defense first approach when it comes to these playoffs. It's like it's how the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets actually you know won and beat them. They you you. you constantly come back and you play that one two two and you frustrate that team and anytime that they take a they make a mistake you got to put the puck in the net but that that good core team defense we saw it tonight just got to continue more with the same of that and be honest with you i think that that is the that is the most important part yeah uh, i definitely agree with that i'm going to get a little more specific um uh, with with my with my answer on this one because the, the more i was thinking about it Getting home ice is a big advantage for the Panthers, but it, it might be even more so because those first two games, Damkos hasn't played in probably a month, maybe more. Um, Kucherov has not played all season. To think that the two of them are going to step right back in and be their, their same old selves, not have any kind of, any kind of lag time or, or getting up to speed, to think they're just going to jump right in and be superstars the second they touch the ice would be... I think that would be wrong to, to think they're going to jump in and have the same impact immediately. And that plays to the Panthers' favor because you have those first two games at home. If you get a, if you get a Kucherov and a Stamkos that are at 50%, 75%, you know, Hedman is coming off of an injury. Well, not even coming off of an injury. He's playing through an injury that they've already said requires offseason surgery. Um, McDonough is injured and banged up, but he's going to try to play. So if all these key players that are either coming back from injuries or are dealing with them, you have them on home ice, you need to make them really, really uncomfortable. And it, the first two games, the Panthers need to jump all over the Lightning uh, in those first two games and set the tone, um, mm-hmm. especially. And, and, yeah, just make life really uncomfortable for the, for the Lightning superstar players because then the pressure's on them. They're trying to get back up to speed. They go back to Tampa down two games to zero. That's a really advanta- advantageous situation for the Panthers to be in. And also... More of the same, what we've seen in the last two games. A lot of shots at Vasilevsky. Um, it's got to be demoralizing when you're, you're a goalie who's usually on top, on top of the world, but you know your backup can't, can't, really hand, can't really carry the weight if something is wrong with you and you have that added pressure to, to perform. And the Panthers really just took advantage of him in the last two games. So more of the same right. uh, in, in that regard. You, you have to jump on him early, like you said, and... When you're up to do nothing, going on the road, and in this case for Tampa Bay going back home, there's more pressure going back the other way. And that's as the Florida Panthers, you want to make sure you get them and not drop a game before heading to Emily Arena in Tampa Bay. So let's get into let's get into most improved player for the Florida Panthers this season. Who would you say is your most improved? player throughout this 56 game season are you if you're asking me i, I want to try to 
take it back from um from last year to this year. I think that's kind of like you know, it, it it's two years of Q and who who is the best guy out there? And in my opinion, it's Mackenzie Weger. You know, his his stats from twenty twenty are uh, forty five games played, seven goals, eleven assists, eighteen points. He was a plus six. 33 penalty minutes, and he was uh, on the ice for about 20 minutes, 20 minutes and 7 seconds. So in 2021, 53 games played, 5 goals, 30 assists, plus tonight he got uh, another goal. So 6 goals, 30 assists for 36 points, a plus 26, guys, plus 26. That doesn't, that doesn't account for the goals and uh, for, for the time on ice tonight, so it might have been even more 26-28. And then... Uh, 45 penalty minutes, and he went up to 22 minutes and 12 seconds. So in my opinion, it's Mackenzie Weger. And how amazing is it that he is a seventh-round pick and is being actually mm-hmm. seriously considered, and maybe not seriously, but should be seriously considered for the uh, for, was it the, the Norris Trophy this year. He's, he's that good. Yeah, um, for me, I, I'm probably going to have to say Mackenzie Weger. Um, there's a lot of talk about him, uh, especially in the offseason, uh, the contract negotiations, and there were rumors that we may trade him to Toronto, and uh, there there was just a lot a lot going on with his name going uh, going around the rumor mill this this past offseason. But he signed after he signed his contract, he got off to a couple games of a slow start, but he has been fantastic. Uh, he's been the best. He, I've, I've said before, I think I've mentioned this to you, Tom, he's, he's been the best de- uh, defense partner that Ekblad has had since uh, Brian Campbell was around. Um, right. They, they complement each other so well. But when Ekblad went down, it, all eyes were on Uyghur. Was he going to th- take a step forward or was he going to regress? But he's he went from a good complementary top pair defenseman to a legitimate number one defenseman on a contending playoff team. And, he yeah, he's been unreal this season uh leads all defensemen in even strength scoring uh, he's, he's shut down on the defensive side he dates and passes well so i'm gonna go Uyghur. um ekblad probably would have been my pick if he was able to finish out the season because he probably was looking at, at uh, being a finalist for the norris trophy and barkov also gets an honorable mention because his scoring pace right now he's he's on on a 40 plus goal pace across a full season he's been great um Shooting the puck more has been the biggest key for him this season. So they get honorable mentions, but I'm definitely going with Weger. Agreed. And uh, oh, and I was going to do a little side bet here or a side uh, side hustle. It most improved, I'm going to give it to Bill Zito. I mean, think about that from last year <laughs> yes. to this year. My goodness, think of the things that he's done to improve this team. And we we just talked about this. Um, there's only only a couple of other guys I have: Huberto, Barkov, Yandel, Ekblad, Vetrano, Weger, and Strawman. I think is one of the uh, the other guys that came from last year to this year, as well as Achari. So basically, half a half or more, two thirds of the team is new. The pickup of Forzing right. alone, the losing of a uh, of Matheson on that horrible contract was just fantastic. Winberg is is amazing. I like Lomberg a lot. There's a lot of people that don't maybe not like him, but I think Lomberg is, is quite is has done quite well this year. I mean, just those pickups alone are have just been awesome. And the one that I'm mean, not even talking Verhage about and is Duclair. for Hagee, Duclair, Gudis, Nathan Marchment. You know, actually, Marchment. I came, came. Yeah, Marchment came was from a, town. Uh, was a talent. Yeah, he was. That was a trade to Toronto or from Toronto, and we exchanged Malgin for for Malgin, <laughs> and now he's in overseas. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, and Marchmont's been banging out there with the uh, with the first line. Come on, that was that was. A, I'll give Talon credit for that one. And maybe he just got lucky, but Zito has been. That's what a turnaround, guys. That, that's amazing. Definitely, he, he should absolutely win the GM of the Year award, which is absurd for a rookie GM. He's, it's his first year as a GM. He's been an assistant. Right. This is his first year as a GM, and he just he came in and immediately turned a team into a contender. That is that's some impressive stuff. You have to give him definitely give him his credit. Cool. Yeah, and and it's incredible how because entering the season, I when it came to predictions for the central, I had the Panthers as a bubble playoff game, maybe like somewhere between four and six because we just didn't know how these guys were going to fit together and gel together. And it was, the, the this division was really hard to predict as far as like where the Panthers would. But I, I also think that parts of this division kind of, you know, teams finished kind of where they were supposed to, like Carolina and Tampa Bay in the top. The only real surprise in this division was Columbus being last. We expected Chicago to be bad, but they, you know, they treaded water for most of the season. And the only real surprises were Columbus being last and Florida finishing second as far as, like, finishing within division. What do you guys think of the division as a whole? Go ahead. Uh, for, me, the, for me, the division as a whole, um, preseason predictions, I had the Panthers finishing fourth. I had the Panthers just getting in. I thought fifth would be Columbus because they usually find a way. But um, that was before Dubois got traded anyway. But um, I, I felt that the Panthers had finished fourth and just squeak in barely. Um, but, yeah, it's, Dallas was a bit of a surprise. I know they had a lot of injuries, but coming off the Stanley Cup appearance, you kind of expect them to find a way to work through it. Uh, it didn't happen for them. But, yeah, the Panthers were the biggest surprise of the division. And I was just – all season long, I was just pleasantly surprised with the consistency. We never really saw a whole bunch of long losing streaks or – or droughts, they, with the exception of Carolina, most of the time they they hung with the big dogs of the division, and they they were you know they dominated the competition they they were supposed to beat. So yeah, it was it, they got off to a hot start, but definitely definitely the surprise of the division, probably the surprise of the whole league, the Panthers were this season. I don't think anyone expected them to break out. Uh, again, Tom was right. You have to credit Zito so much for that because a lot of these guys were. Wenberg was coming from just two horrible years in Columbus. Uh, Verhage's unproven playing in the bottom six with Tampa. We have a lot of guys. Uh, Hornquist was considered washed up in Pittsburgh. We have a lot of guys that are coming in trying to rebuild themselves or, or break out, and they all seem to do it at the same time. So, yeah, definitely the surprise of the division. Yeah, the meltdown of, of Columbus to actually end up last in that division is... is and Tortorella is, losing his job, Yeah, too. Tortorella's in his <laughs> job. You know, going from... um. You know, two in a row, making it to the playoffs to just not even being really competing and losing your uh, basically lost the team, got rid of a was it a what was here or was it Luke yeah, here Dubois. Luke Dubois, Dubois. And, and brought in another you know a guy that's you know they're they're probably gonna have some trouble with in, in line A, but you know that and and like you said Dallas, but you know gotta you gotta understand Dallas played without Sagan and um. And was the Radulov, Radulov. Yeah. I mean that that's two gigantic losses. So I mean, and not to mention Ben Bishop as well. Exactly. So yeah, the Panthers did fan- like. All right, I will say this. I, I probably I think I predicted when I when we uh, we had our our first podcast 
with Frank. We we talked about this, and uh, I said we were going to get thirty wins, which you know gives us sixty points, and sixty points was enough to get us into the playoffs right around that sixty percent of the uh, the points uh, available mark. And I think that we we eclipsed that by quite a bit. So uh, I I think I was at the third and fourth round, you know, the third and fourth level of that uh, of the of the four teams that were going to make it. So. I was actually really pleasantly surprised to see how good they actually came out to be, especially when you took two thirds of the team and got rid of it, and and you you jam, you jambled all or jumbled all these guys together, and they, man, they bonded. <laughs> this this game tonight and the, and the game on Saturday mm-hmm. shows me that these boys love each other, man. They this team is solid. Yeah, and yeah. I and I agree with you completely. And I know Carolina didn't take the last two games seriously because they already clinched the division, but they only missed out on the division by a, a point in the grand scheme of things. So I, I know I know they they pretty much took their foot off the gas pedal and Nashville got their only two wins of their season series against Carolina. So I was going to ask you guys your predictions, but I want to save that for the round table discussion that we're going to have on Tuesday night slash Wednesday's episode of Lockdown Panthers. So we're going to hold off on predictions for now. We don't even know the schedule yet at this point. So once we know the schedule, hopefully by tomorrow, we will definitely discuss who also discuss who's going to which game and who could be going to Tampa. So thank, thank, I want to thank you guys for, for having this discussion with me of, the Florida Panthers clinching home ice, beating Tampa Bay, finishing their record with a 5-2-1 and one record in the season series and beating them in points. I believe it was 11-7, to seven, I believe, or 11-6. to six, excuse me. So it, it, it's, a, it's a big season series win, and now it's playoff time, baby. You guys ready? Oh, it's about oh. time. Oh, yes. 27 years. I've been years. waiting for this. Uh, 27 years. And we're, we're just, just getting, getting started. started. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I've, been, I've been waiting for this, this Sunshine State uh, rivalry to really kick off. And uh, this, this is the year, man. This is definitely the year. These two teams, they hate each other. And it's two good teams. This rivalry is legit. And for the first time, probably in, in a long time, the Panthers are on that level with the Lightning. So it's, it's going to be a heavyweight battle. I cannot wait. I can't wait. I'm excited, and you you're asked about games. I might try to get up there to go see one in Tampa. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I think uh, Nick and I were going to try to carpool and check it out. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I'm 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 incredibly excited about watching these games. Well, I can't wait, guys. So let's let's wrap this baby up. Go All right. Panthers. All right. So with ours right. as well as good night, and thank you guys very much. And thank you once again to Tom McLean and Jake Winans for joining me on this episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast as we broke down this 4 to nothing win over the Tampa Bay Lightning, the clinching of home ice, and talking about this season as a whole of what we're proud of and who deserved the most improved player on the Florida Panthers roster. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you could get notified every time this podcast drops. Make sure to follow the Panther Parkway podcast as well anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
Don't forget to also subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast and their Twitter page, Locked On NHL Pods, the Crosscheck NHL show as well. And also the Locked On Today podcast. And today on the Locked On Today podcast, why is it T-Bow time in Jacksonville? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.